I'm going to be reading, um, or we're going to be looking at uh, John chapter 17. I'm going to read the first five verses to start with. Jesus spoke these things, and lifting up his eyes to heaven, he said, Father, the hour has come to glorify your Son, that the Son may glorify you, even as you gave him authority over all flesh, that to whom you gave him, he may give eternal life. This is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. I glorified you on the earth, having accomplished the work which you have given me to do. Now, Father, glorify me together with yourself with the glory which I had with you before the world was. The prayer in John 17 is often referred to as Jesus' high priestly prayer. This prayer is different from most of the prayers that he prayed during his ministry. Here it is more like a conversation with the Father than like a petition to the Father. We can see this in the phrase John used in describing Jesus' prayer. And lifting up his eyes to heaven, he said. Jesus was actually, this was on the way to the Garden of Gethsemane. And this was, he had just finished teaching the disciples. Preparing them for what was to come. John 15 and 16 He was teaching them about abiding in him. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He was teaching them how the world was going to hate them and how the world was going to persecute them because they were not of the world, just as he was not of the world. And he was giving them encouragement and, if you will, last instructions before he knew what was to come. He was preparing them. This prayer actually has three sections. The first section is Christ and his Father, John 17, 1 to 5, and the key word there is glory. Then the second section is Christ and his disciples, John 17, 6 to 19, and the key word there is kept. And then the third section is Christ and the church, and the key word there is one. Now I want to read 17 verses 1 and 2 again. I'm reading it in a different translation. When Jesus finished saying these things, he looked up to heaven and he said, Father, the time has come. Glorify your Son so that your Son can glorify you. You gave him authority over everyone so that he could give them eternal life. So in order for Jesus to glorify the Father... He must be glorified. And that's what he's saying. The time's come. Remember um, Moses lifting up the serpent? And they had to look to the serpent in order to be healed. And this was a picture of Christ being crucified. 
And here it is. He's being glorified. How? On the cross. It's important to understand that God's glory does not depend on us. In the Old Testament, we see God as a creator from whom the whole universe came. We see him as the protector, where he delivered Israel from disaster to disaster throughout their entire history. We see him as a provider where for 40 years God, God sustained Israel in the desert. We see him as the holy pillar of fire where he led Israel out of Egypt. When Jesus died on the cross, a new dimension of God's glory is being revealed. He is Savior and Redeemer. Without Jesus dying on the cross, we could not be saved. Without Jesus dying on the cross, that aspect of his glory would not be revealed. In verse 3, Jesus continues, This is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus, whom you have sent. Eternal life is not knowing about God. Eternal life is knowing the one true God. In order to have eternal life, I must know God personally through Jesus Christ. If you don't know Jesus, you don't have eternal life. Notice how Jesus glorified the Father in verse 4. I glorified you on this earth, having accomplished the work which you gave me to do. Jesus came to fulfill the law. And he did in every point. He was the obedient son who did everything the Father told him to do. Every word he spoke came from the Father. He said that. And then in verse 5 he continues, Now, Father, glorify me together with yourself with the glory which I had with you before the world was. That's an amazing thing to say. He is, again saying, I was here before the world began. He's saying that in this prayer. If it was not so, he would have been a liar, but he wasn't a liar. Philippians 2, 5-8, Paul wrote this, Have this attitude in yourselves, which was in Christ Jesus, who, although he existed in the form of God, did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped but he emptied himself taking on the form of a bondservant and being made in the likeness of men being found in appearance as man he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death even death on a cross 
So here Jesus is getting ready to die on the cross and he's saying glorify me that I had before the foundation of the world. Jesus then prays for his disciples in John 17, 6 through 19. I have manifest your name to the men you gave me. Out of the world they were yours, and you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they have come to know that everything you have given me is from you. For the words which you gave me I have given to them, and they received them, and truly understood that I came from you, and they believed that you sent me. The key to their understanding was faith. They believed. Without faith, they would never have understood. Without faith, they would have been as the scribes and the Pharisees. Isn't that what the scribes and the Pharisees were like? They just did not believe anything Jesus said. Without faith, Jesus would not have been able to say, they have kept your word. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. That's Hebrews 11.6. In verse 9, we see Jesus' prayer is specific to those who the Father gave him. I ask, on their behalf I do not ask on the behalf of the world but on those who you have given me for they are yours and all things that are mine are yours and yours are mine and I have been glorified in them I am no longer in the world yet they themselves are in the world and I come to you Holy Father Keep them in your name, the name which you have given me, that they may be even as we are, that they may be one even as we are. I want to repeat the last part of verse 11. Keep them in your name, the name which you have given me, that they may be one even as we are. Think about that. As Jesus and the Father are one in unity. That's what he was praying for, for the disciples. Jesus continues in verse 12. While I was with them, I was keeping them in your name, which you have given me. And I guarded them. And not one of them perished but the son of perdition, so that the scripture may be fulfilled. But now I come to you, and these things I speak in the world, so that they, they may have my joy made full in themselves. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them, because they are not of the world even as I am not of the world. 
So Jesus protected his disciples by teaching them the word of God. He spent his time ministering to his disciples, teaching them and preparing them for the future. The key to protecting them was, and keeping them safe was giving them God's word. And I like Psalm 119.11. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. Exactly the key to our protection is just that, God's word. Now that Jesus has prepared his disciples for what is to come, he asks the Father to keep them safe. I do not ask you to take them out of the world, but to keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I have also sent them into the world. For their sakes I sanctify myself, that they themselves may also be sanctified in truth. Don't take them out, but keep them. Set them apart while they are still in the world. That's what sanctify means. It's to separate. They're here, but they're not. They're here, but they're not of. So how? It says, sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. So Jesus asked the Father to keep his disciples with his word. This is the very same word Jesus has been teaching them day and night ever since they started following him. Jesus continues his prayer by praying for the church in John 17, 20 to 26. And here the key word is one. Starting at verse 20, he says, I do not ask on the behalf of these alone, but for those who believe in me through your word, that they may all be one, even as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they may also be in us, so that the world may believe that you sent me. The glory which you have given me, I have given to them, that they may be one just as we are one. In them, I in them, and you in me, that they may be perfected in unity, so that the world may know that you sent me and love them even as you have loved me. God's love for, who is this he's praying for? Remember what he said there? Those who believe in Jesus through the message preached by the disciples. Who's that? Anybody who believes. Us. This prayer is for us.
If you know Jesus, you are included in this prayer. When Jesus said, I kept them while they were with me, he was talking specifically about the disciples. I wasn't there, so I couldn't have been kept as he was praying that. But for the other part, protect them. He's including us in that. When Jesus prayed for the Father to protect us with his word, he's praying that for all believers. Jesus adds to his request that they may be one. Look at how Jesus defines this unity. Even as you, Father, are in me and I in you. That's an amazing unity. One in purpose. One in love. One in mercy. One in in holiness one in every attribute that belongs to God is how much they were unified the same unity is what Jesus prayed for us this is the unity Jesus died on the cross to provide Ephesians 4 1 to 6 says this therefore I the prisoner of the Lord implore you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called with all humility and gentleness, with patience, showing tolerance for one another in love, being diligent to preserve the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Notice, he doesn't ask for us to establish this unity. It says preserve. It's already there. Jesus already provided it. There is one body one spirit, just as you are called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one, get the idea here? <laughs> one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. That's unity. Unity is not two. Unity is one. Jesus established this unity. Now God is putting us through a process to help us grow in unity. We are far from it. If we look at ourselves, we all know that we fall far short. And God has to be working on us. As we study God's word, we get to know Jesus better. As we know Jesus more, our desire is to be more like him. As we become more like Jesus, we demonstrate more of who he is in our lives. As we reflect Christ in our lives more, we walk in closer unity. It's a process. It's a process that goes on from the beginning of the time that we become Christians to the day we go to be with the Lord. It never stops. And we should be aware that this is what's going on in our lives. That's what Jesus was praying for. That we become like Christ. Christ.
And we become like Christ by learning his word, by trying to be imitators of Christ as the scriptures teach us to do. That we try to be more like Christ by learning more about him, growing, studying. And we don't study the word just for knowledge. We study the word to know him. Not so he can know a bunch of facts. Jesus continues his prayer in verse 24. Father, I desire that they also, whom you have given me, be with me where I am, so that they may see my glory which you have given me. For you loved me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, although the world has not known you, yet I have known you, and these have known you, these have known that you sent me and I have made your name known to them and I will make it known so that the lo love with which you loved me may be in them and I in them. Here we see Jesus' ultimate purpose in his prayer is that we go to be with him in glory and see his glory. What Jesus prayed for us is so amazing. I think it would be appropriate for us to stand and sing, I stand amazed in the presence. Could you?